Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to our second part of Fit RSVP on the 23 Hours Podcast. I am your host, Tyler Gerds, and I apologize if I breathe heavy today, guys. Got to be honest with you, I'm back in a caloric surplus, back trying to gain some weight, put some muscle on my frame. And for those of you who aren't familiar with what that looks like yet, it means a lot of food, man. It means a lot of food. We do it naturally here at 23 Hours. We don't use any anabolic drugs or testosterone, so it means we have to get that from eating a lot of food. So I'm full right now, man. I'm probably going to be full for the next few episodes and the episodes after that. And when you're full, I don't know if you guys are like me, it means you kind of breathe a little heavy. So I apologize. But today's today's jacked, man. This What we're learning today, I trained for years. Listen, I trained for – I've been training in the gym, by the way. I was thinking about this today actually at Gold's. Um, I don't think I've missed more than two weeks in the gym. And when I say in the gym, I mean, there at least, you know, three or four times a week. I don't think I've missed more than two weeks in over 10 years. Yeah. And I'm like blessed to say that. I'm so thankful to be able to say that I've had some injuries, but I still go to the gym. Uh, I'm obsessed, right? So I don't always practice what I pe- preach when it comes to like joint range of motion, mobility, um, I love the gym. It's my anchor. It, it sets the tone for my other 23 hours. Um, on top of that, you know, if I have a successful one hour in the gym, I absolutely destroy my other 23. And if I'm doing good in those other 23 hours, I'm more likely to show up to the gym, right? So I love that relationship between the two. It's what we explore here on this podcast. But guys, I really haven't missed a lot of time in the gym. And over the past 10 years, what I was trying to say is, I've learned a a few things and I've tried a lot of different things for my body and also for clients, right? I've been a trainer for, I guess you could say the better part of about six years now. And, uh, it was a journey for me, but it was a journey for some of my clients too. You know, when you get those first clients early on and, uh, you don't necessarily know what you're doing and I don't care who you are as a trainer, you don't always know what you're doing, but when you're in that process of learning and when you're in school for it and you have your certifications, the mainstream media kind of like when it comes to business or politics is going to confuse the crap out of you, right? Like I was so confused as a trainer for a long time. I just was, I was confused because my body wasn't changing the way I wanted it to. And I was confused because the bodybuilders that I saw on all of the websites and the certifications and on the front page of the muscle men's and health magazine, they were all jacked beyond reason. I didn't look like that. I was like, what, what's going on here? And then I got introduced to uh, something called anabolic steroids. And I was like, oh, these guys are taking stuff that helps them lift the way that they lift and get those massive results. And I kind of learned, which is what we talked about on episode number one of this Fit RSVP framework. Go back and listen to that right now. Don't listen to this episode first. Listen to that one first. Come back to this. We talked about frequency, right? We talked about frequency, intensity, and tempo. Frequency is huge because what you're going to see with any other muscle building program is probably a lot of, I don't, not every single one of them. You might see like the back and biceps and the, uh, what is it? Chest and triceps and the shoulders. And I'm whispering because I don't want anybody in my household to hear me saying this because they know I'm so against it. Those workouts are trash. Okay. They're garbage. If you've been doing those, please stop doing them. Go back and listen to episode number one about why we talked about that's not an optimal frequency, especially if you're a mom 
a dad, a busy business professional, or an individual who might only have four or five hours a week to get into the gym. Those are the least valuable workouts for your time. I'm telling you right now, stop doing them. Go listen to the thing on frequency in episode number one. But today in episode number two, we get to discuss, and I'm jumping into it because we got a lot, RSVP, the second half of the framework for not only building a better and badass physique, but also being able to build business and your career and the other things that matter in those 23 hours, right? We're not talking about sacrificing the farm, okay, in order to get a better physique. We're talking about the principles that got me to 220 pounds at 8% body fat, despite the fact that I was in my master's degree building a business online, had a girlfriend that lived in a different town, had a good family relationship, and had a good spiritual life, right? Yeah, I might have died doing it, but I still accomplished the goal and got the job done. And that's some of the other stuff we talk about here is like how certain aspects of your life when you get into like maintenance phases and when you get into periods of your life where like you have momentum in business and you're focused on that, you're not so focused on your training. How does your training look though? You don't just neglect it completely. You adapt and adjust continuously over time. It's called periodization and we're going to do a completely separate episode on that. But for right now, all we need to talk about in this episode today is RSVP. Are you ready? Okay, so RSVP, what does it stand for? Man, we rest, okay? Rest or recovery is R, huge, okay? We finished on tempo last time. Uh, we also talked about the law of specificity in episode number one. So specificity, re- quick recap, that was like, you know, you essentially become what you repetitively do. Ralph Waldo Emerson said it best, uh, old poet, I think in the 1700s. He wrote that. He said, "What you are what you repeatedly do. So what you do on a daily basis, you'll get better at or you'll become. So if you want to be a better weightlifter, lift weights. That's what the law of specificity states. In the gym, in the exercise science realm, we would say like if you train anaerobically all the time, then you're going to see adaptations in your anaerobic energy system. There might be some carryover to other energy systems of the body or muscular adaptations, but they're less likely to happen in the intensity in which you would prefer. So what I mean by that is like, don't expect to get massive biceps if you're only training triceps all the time. Because the law of specificity says if you want to get big biceps, you got to train biceps more frequently, more intensely, potentially with more rest or recovery. Uh, All these principles that we talk about today are what you manipulate in order to get certain adaptations. That's why we're discussing them. So RSVP, we have rest, we have selection, we have volume volume is a big one guys oh my goodness we could spend an entire year on that one and progression lastly okay so rest selection volume and progression okay there's also other topics we can talk about like variation um regression we can talk about man there's so many other things but we're just not going to get into that we're trying to keep it simple that's why we picked fit rsvp my framework to guarantee if you understand these things, you can analyze any program and you can probably start building workouts for yourself, which is my number one goal for any client. Because this is a habit. If you learn this, it will serve you for life. And then you share it with your kids and it serves them for their life. There are certifying bodies that write textbooks on these topics that I am giving to you guys today in a 25-minute podcast to simplify it all down. Okay, So I want you to share this with your friends. I want you to plug other people into this information because I would probably have to do a lot less Instagram phone calls 
answering questions if, if better information was shared in our industry. It's just not that way because of the roid monkeys, man. It's always the roid monkeys fault. I don't know why. Uh, I got nothing against people that do steroids, by the way. I just, uh, I, I laugh at that because I bring it up a lot. So rest. Okay. So put this book down for a second. Okay. I want you to go put your running shoes on, find the biggest hill in the area. And once you find this hill in your neighborhood, I'm talking about that monster hill that just looks like your ex-girlfriend's mom or something. I don't know. It just looks mean, right? And I expect you to not slow down, but I want you to jog up to it and sprint up that hill as fast as you can, sprint down the hill as fast as you can for an hour straight. Okay? You're not going to slow down. Like when you get to the bottom again, you go straight back up as fast as you did the first time, second time, third time, fourth time, and repeat that for an hour. If you fail to do it at the same speed each rep, then you have to repeat that one hour uh, for a second hour. Does that sound fair? Absolutely not. That is ridiculous, right? Nobody would ever be able to do that. Not even like the fittest dude in the world, um, like that CrossFit guy. Um, CrossFit's super cool, by the way. We need to have an episode on that. But you get what I'm saying is, is this is rest. Why do people in the gym then think that I can go from one exercise to the next and knock it all out because I'm being more productive. That's what they'll tell you. I only need a 30 minute workout because I get after it. Okay, cool. But is that optimal for muscle gain? Because remember when we talked about intensity, I said that you need to be working at an intensity hard and long enough in which is going to elicit muscular adaptations in terms of growth. And if you're not, then you're wasting your time. So yeah, you might be in the gym for 30 minutes and think that you're getting a kick-ass workout. But I'm going to sit there and analyze it and look at everything and say, this is the same thing you did last week. So therefore, you're just wasting your time. And I'm not here to waste anybody's time. We're here to get results. This is a results-driven podcast. This is for our high achievers. This is for our people that want to build better physiques while also building badass careers, badass family lives, all the other things that matter. Okay, They're not settling for an average workout in the gym. They're trying to get results. They're trying to look um, they're trying to look better naked. They're trying to look better for their wife, for their spouse, for their husband, for their uh, wedding. I don't care what it is. They just want to look better and they're not going to stop at anything to achieve that. Those type of people don't do 30 minute long workouts that are just circuit trainings with weights. I guarantee you they have a resistance training protocol that they follow alongside with a cardio program that they are, they're also doing and they got their nutrition plugged in, their rest, their recovery, their sleep. Everything is dialed in. Okay, so don't sit there and tell me that because you rest less in between sets, you work harder than me. Do not tell me that. Do not ever say that to my face because it's not true. If you understood exercise physiology, working hard is relative and it is relative to the intensity at which you are working. Now, in terms of aerobic energy system development, okay, like your let's just dumb it down and say your ability to produce energy continuously, um, yeah, you're probably going to see some adaptations there. You'll probably get into better aerobic shape, which means you're going to be a really good marathon runner someday. You are. You're going to be a great 5K runner. You're going to be great at swimming long distances. But last time I checked, you're not in the gym to do that. You're in the gym to gain as much lean muscle as possible, correct? That's why we lift weights. 
keep your weightlifting, weightlifting guys rest at least a minute in between your weight training sets for optimal muscle gains. Okay. On my, the reason I'm so passionate about it, on, the, on my Instagram story the other day at gains with GERDs, go follow me. If you don't, I asked a question of my following. I said, if you rest less in between sets, do you have to do more or less sets? Right. And pretty much what I was asking is like, if you don't rest a lot between your sets, are you working harder? Therefore, you have to do less sets, right? I asked that question. And when I asked that question, it was hilarious to me because 78%, that's the number, 78% people answered, I have to do less sets overall because I'm resting minimally. So they equated productivity and effectiveness in the gym to minimal rest between weight training sets. It's just a common misconception, guys. I'm not mad about it. I just want to hammer it into your head that getting ample rest between your weight training sets, depending on your weight training goal, which is muscle gain, right, or strength or size, you're doing yourself a disservice by not resting enough because your body can't – it's an anaerobic activity, remember? Weightlifting is an anaerobic activity. It doesn't use oxygen to lift – you know, the 60 pound dumbbells over your head or 30 pound dumbbells over your head for 12 to 20 reps. It's anaerobic energy production. And with that, in between sets, your body needs to clear all of the lactate. It needs to clear the metabolites of exercise. Okay. So just rest more in between if you're trying to really gain optimal muscle. Okay. If you want to get your conditioning in at the same time, I'm sorry, but I don't recommend doing that because you're wasting your time in the gym. You might as well just do weight training circuits to build up your cardio, but don't try and do them both. Don't be like, oh, well, I can get my cardio gains and my muscle gains at the same time because I read an art. No, please don't do that. It's called muscle confusion and it's not going to be more effective. It's going to, it's going to take you longer to achieve your goal when you weight train, weight train. Okay. And this is what all of my programs are. And then when you do your conditioning, do your conditioning. Wouldn't you like to get your conditioning done in like 10 or 15 minutes as opposed to having to do like a 30-minute long weight training cardio circuit? This is why personally I think there's going to be a death of the boutique studio fitness things in America because people are starting to wake up to the fact that, yeah, I can go to F45 and get my ass kicked for 45 minutes, but I'm not really seeing any gains in lean muscle tissue. And if I am, they're minimal. Okay, If you got on a resistance training program, and did some cardio outside of that resistance training program, your health markers would shoot through the roof, right? And that's why we want to separate it. That's why we call it strength and conditioning, okay? So respect your rest times between sets and also respect your rest times between workouts. I didn't spend as much time on that. But if you hit an upper body day, give it 48 hours rest, okay? And that, that means like on your big lifts. If you want to go do more accessory work later that day, or even the next day, if you want to hit biceps, triceps, deltoids, the smaller muscles, again, go for it. Um, but just understand that like your big muscles, if you hammered them the day before, don't hit them the next day. That's another issue I have with these group training facilities is that if I go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, there's a high likelihood that I might hit every single body group every single day of the week because the coach's program is really for Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. So that's why I want you guys to understand this is that your muscle groups also need rest between sessions in order to grow. Because remember, general adaptation syndrome, you hammer the muscle, it has an alarm phase, it goes into recovery mode, right? It goes into like this resistance to where, hey, don't work me out. I need some rest to recover. Okay, it's really not complicated. I don't want to confuse you guys. 
Just please, overall, ensure you're working hard enough to earn those long rest periods between sets. Okay, which go back to intensity and listen to it. RPE or percent of your one rep max, you have to hit those on your working sets in order to earn the one to two to three minute rest in between sets. Okay, meaning if I can do 100 pounds for 10 reps on my back squat and I go in and I do three sets is my goal and I go in, I do three sets at 50 pounds for 10 reps and I'm still resting a minute in between. I did not earn that rest. That is a very, very low intensity set. Okay, these the the higher the intensity, the higher the rest is a, a, a decent way to look at it. Okay, one to three minutes between training sets for full recovery if you're working at the right RPE, which I think in the intensity section we said is above eight, seven or eight, or you know seventy to eighty percent of your one rep max for the prescribed number of reps. Okay, so if you're doing strength work, obviously the rest times can be anywhere from like two to five minutes naturally or whenever you feel ready to hit it again. Um, Those strength number reps is going to be like, you know, six and under typically Um, for our hypertrophy or our muscle gain reps. We want to be anywhere from like, you know, four to 20, 25. Um, But let's move to selection. I hope I don't want to spend too much time on rest guys, but it's so undervalued. And I go on Instagram and I see people, I didn't rest in between sets, man. It was a super hard workout. And in my head, I'm like, no, dude, that just means that you were not able to do the right intensity for every single rep because your body cannot do 100 pounds on that back squat without rest. Without rest, you were only able to do 80 pounds, but it felt like 100 pounds which once again is not optimal for muscle gain, but it's really good for your conditioning. So once again, always, always refer to the law of specificity. Selection. Okay, so let's just say you're going to purchase a new car. I've been looking at trucks recently. Okay, you're going to purchase a truck. There's like the GMCs, the Chevys, the Toyotas, the brands, right, of the trucks. And then within those brands, there's like the tread models, which is like, you know, your SR5 and the Toyota, the TRD Pro, the Platinum, or the Ford 150s, right? You get the XLT, the Lariat, the King Ranch, the Platinum. You're following me. With any car, there's a tread level. There's a brand, there's a make, there's a model, and then there's a tread level. This is what occurs in the fitness industry too, okay? So if I am, what's the best way to put it? Let's say if I am like, a brand of a truck. Okay. I'm a Ford. And within that Ford, which is like a muscle group, my back, there's a probably, I don't know, 20 different versions of that car over the past 20 years. And then there's also within those versions, like three different tread levels for each different year. So it's like 60 different combinations of trucks that I could look at based off of what I want, and I would select one and purchase it. Same thing with your back, right? If I look, how do I exercise my back? What ex- what exercises work on my back? And I go and look, and I'm like, oh my God, there's like 100 different exercises, and you can do each exercise like three or four different ways. It gets really confusing, guys. Like, if there's one thing that confused me when I first got into the industry, and when I look at cars, I'm like, why is there so many options? You get like analysis paralysis by looking at it, right? You're just like, who made this up? This is like a 
lateral kettlebell swing overhead snatch reverse. What does that even mean? And that's why I like to just dumb it down and, and just really with selection. It's a very short section we're going to talk about. Stick to the basics. Literally stick to the basics, please. If you want to have the physique of an absolute badass and look like the way you want to look in the mirror every night after a killer business day and have success in the gym and in your life, stick to the basics when it comes to your fitness. You're too busy of a person to be worrying about mastering an overhead snatch position with a barbell. You're just too busy for that, okay? Now, if you want to go do that and dedicate time and that's your law specificity, if that's a goal of yours, go do it. But I'm telling you, it's not going to help you gain muscle, okay? Power, um, that's a long conversation, but exercise selection is very complicated and I'm telling you guys right now, go buy the Honda Accord or the Chevy Silverado and just drive it and drive it for 100,000 miles and then you'll know whether or not you like it. Okay. Does that make sense? That's what I'm telling you guys to do with your exercise selection in this ebook that I mentioned to you guys. That's for free. I'm going to post that link in the description of this podcast whenever um, it's done being edited in there. There's going to be a limb length exercise selection chart that you can go and look at and you'll know like, Hey, if I have long legs, which I'll have the equation in there, I should probably stay away from like a high bar back squat. Because it's going to, number one, it's going to be challenging for me to do that. But number two, I'm not going to get a lot of quad development out of it because I'm going to be more of a butt back squatter. And some more complex techniques like that are going to be in the ebook. For the purpose of this podcast today, just know that that's there for a resource for you. Go download it for free. Uh, the link will be in this in the bio, the description of this podcast. But please understand that exercise selection does matter, but the basics are always going to serve you in mind of these other principles as opposed to neglecting these other principles and just really nailing your exercise selection, if that makes sense. So be less specific with your exercise selection and more specific with these other principles. Okay. So the volume, let's get to volume where R we did R rest S was selection, which is really cool. It's actually what I've been paying a lot more attention to because I'm 10 years into my journey. Okay. Consistently. I pay a lot of attention to exercise selection because I can, Number one, I have the time and the knowledge for it. But number two is I need that. I need that because I'm very, very, very advanced lifter, okay? Volume. Volume's a big one, guys. Oh, man, the the notes I have here are bro splits are garbage and your cousin Eddie was on steroids. That's what I have under volume. What I mean when I say that is that like everybody's going to tell you like, dude, just lift more, eat more, right? They're talking about volume. Eat more voluminous foods, lift more weights, get more volume. Volume can be tracked a few different ways. For the purposes of this podcast, once again, I dive into this in that ebook for you guys. But for the purpose of this podcast, just understand that some people respond really, really well to high volumes while other people don't. Okay. Like certain people literally will hit overtraining and feel fatigued all the time and regress in terms of um, getting gains. They'll move the opposite direction if they are doing too much volume. So what is the perfect amount of volume? Well, in the ebook, I have recommendations for the number of sets and stuff that you can do. But what I would tell you is uh, volume recommendations. Actually, I got to give a huge shout out to um, Brad Schoenfield because he's done a lot of research, Dr. Brad Schoenfield, on you know frequency and volume. Um, and so has Dr. Zeroni. But the reason I say it is like, 20 
20 sets. Uh, remember we talked about working sets in our intensity section. Uh, a working set per muscle group per session should be like 12 sets. So 8 to 12 sets per muscle group per session is a good thing for volume. Your total training volume for that day, I got like 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 working sets on my chest. I got 8 to 12 on my back, 8 to 12 on my arms. I'm good to go for the day. I hit the perfect volume and I'm going to do that two to three times per week, right? Work every major muscle group two to three times per week. Those are your frequency and volume kind of run in with each other because the more frequency you do for a muscle group, whether it be within a session or over the course of a week is how that total training volume for that muscle group, the total number of sets that you did that week adds up. So if I do legs three times a week and I do 20 sets of legs during those, th- I did 60 sets of legs that week. That is very high volume. Okay. If you're getting more than 30 or 40 sets per week per muscle group, that is very high volume. Some people are going to actually see regressions and not progress, but regressions whenever they do that much volume. So understand that. You also can't do high volume all the time. There has to be a variation in your volume. Okay. You can't do an eight week cycle. And then immediately after that, start a 12-week cycle workout program where you're doing high volume, high volume for eight weeks, followed by high volume for 12 weeks. That sounds like a good idea. Absolutely not. Volume also impacts intensity. So if I was going to do a super, super high-intensity leg day where I was maxing out on my back squat for like three rep maxes, and then I was going to do super high volume legs after that for my accessory work, like four sets of 20 right? Tons of reps is volume. Um, To failure after that, I'm going to be fried the next day. I destroyed my legs in that session. Is that a good thing? I don't know. It depends on your goal. What's your goal? Is your goal to destroy your legs or do the minimal amount of work possible to get the highest amount of gains? We're trying to be effective. You're not a freaking bodybuilder, okay? You're a busy business person or a mom or a school teacher who works 40, 50, 60 hours a week. You can't spend four hours in the gym like Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's why we talk about volume. So in the programs that I write, guys, they have the perfect amount of volume to cause the amount of stimulus that you need, not the not the amount that you might want. Because I know that some of us want to train really, really hard some days, and that's okay, but it can't be every day. So let's move on to progression, our final one of RSVP. Progression's huge. Um, progression's also really cool because it kind of goes back to – the law of specificity, and the first principle we talked about, um, which was frequency. Like the more frequently you do something specifically, uh, you're going to start to get better at it. And it's kind of cool. And the human body is amazing. And I thank God every day for it because it's like the more you learn about it, the more you're like, whoa. Um, I was 17 year old. 17 years old, right? And I'm getting my driver's license or I'd had it for a year and I'm starting to become a better driver. Like I was really bad when I first started. I barely passed my first driving test. Now I would consider myself an excellent driver. People that ride in the car with me, do not send me a text message if you heard that. Um, And the reason I bring this up is because like you weren't good when you first started, but you get better, right? Everybody's had that experience where they got behind the wheel and they're like, what am I doing? I'm driving a spaceship. And then two years later, they're like, Texting and driving, right? Because it's just second nature. Don't text and drive, by the way. I've had a lot of friends get in accidents because of that. Please don't be that person. Don't text and drive. And don't Instagram and drive either or Snapchat. Um, 
But that's why I bring up progression because the same way in the weight room, like with your movements, okay, with your weight training movements, I want you to understand that you can't start with a barbell back squat if you haven't been in the gym in more than six months. You don't need to do that. What you do need to do is you need to go and you need to start with like a dumbbell goblet squat. Okay, so in this ebook as well, once you guys go download it, I have movement progressions. Okay, so like for the squat, I have all the progressions that you would ever want and the movements you can do in the gym and where to start if you're a beginner, where to start if you're an intermediate, and where to start if you're an advanced guy, okay? So I'll put that chart in there for you guys. I want you guys to check that out. Uh, but just please know that like th these principles are stuff that we can do to modify your training. It's important for you guys to understand these because now you're able to go analyze other programs and be like, okay, why is this guy doing such a high frequency on the legs? Does he just not, did he not think about what Tyler mentioned on his podcast? Or is he intentionally doing that because most people struggle in those areas? Based off of the law of specificity, should I listen to my next door neighbor who told me that I need to run three miles every day to gain muscle mass? Probably not because I know from that podcast that I need to do specific exercises that will lead to muscle gain, which is resistance training, right? Interesting. I'm not going to listen to my next door neighbor. You can see how... Everything we've discussed in this podcast is, is really for you guys to just have a better understanding of how this industry works, okay? Um, listen, there's a lot we covered. There's more in that ebook. I want you guys to go download it. Please understand that everything in this podcast is not to confuse you. It's just to show you how to max maximize those other 23 hours in your day and still be able to do that because that one hour training session you had was effective. It was productive. It made you made you know. You left the gym knowing I did everything I could do today to make my goal and my dream a reality. And that's what this is about. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Share this podcast with your friends. Um, go follow me on Instagram. Like, comment, and post. I'll actually make videos tailored to your specific questions and podcasts. So I look forward to hearing from you guys there. Thanks so much. We love you. Thank you for listening to the FIT RSVP framework.